following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan. Our number three is set to begin on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19th Station Strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're on the eve of the NBA draft. If you are listening anywhere across Michigan, you can join me, Herman Moore, Tim McCormick, Greg Kelser, and Mo Pete, Morris Peterson, the former Spartan and NBA player, for our huge NBA draft party inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. That will be taking place tomorrow, starting at 6 p.m. They'll have food, drink specials, giveaways, and more. 7 p.m. If you can't make it up there, you can watch our NBA draft preview show. On stage with McCormick, Kelser, Mo, Pete, Herman Moore, and I'll be hosting. That will be on the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort Facebook page. So go there tomorrow if you can't make it up. It will be a big night. Uh, so join us. You can wager on the draft, all that going on inside Michigan's premier live sports betting destination, the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub at Soren Eagle. I also want to give a shout-out to a family that I met last weekend at the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. They're out of Menden, Michigan. The Millimans, Chip, Aiden, and Becky. They came up to me, wanted to take a selfie. They said they listen every day. So I thank them for their support and everybody in Menden. They said I'm the most popular thing on the radio in Menden, Michigan. So thank you, Chip Milliman. Your loyalty to the show means a ton. Aiden and Becky, uh, avid golfers, fans of the game, and they had an unbelievable day at the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. Now inside this hour, as I mentioned, our NBA draft party at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Tim McCormick, who will be a part of that panel, will join us. Also, Herman Moore later this hour. And our weekly True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And we'll talk to the chief of police in beautiful Mackinac City, Michigan. Wouldn't it be cool to live up there for like four months a year? As always, if you want to join in, you can connect with us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. 
And you can text us anytime you want to during any game, during the draft tomorrow, you name it. And speaking of texting, text GOLF to 21000 if you're 21 and up. And you'll be in all three drawings this summer for a Labatt Blue Golf Getaway to either the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR, the Agaming Golf Resort just north of Elk Rapids on US 31 in northern Michigan, and the Dumagloss Golf Resort between Boyne City and Charlevoix. If you're 21 and up, just text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 21000, and you'll be in all three drawings this summer. First one coming up here in a week. Two-night stay, you and three friends, 36 holes of golf at either Tullymore, Agaming, or Dumaglass. Just text GOLF to 21000 if you're 21 and up. Tim McCormick uh, doing a great job on Valley Sports Detroit when it comes to Pistons, college basketball insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. So looking ahead to our NBA draft party on Thursday night in the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle. Pistons at five. I was going through some of the draft list today, and I know this is a solid draft, but in terms of star power, is this one of the weakest you've ever seen? Uh, I am. I, I think it's hard to tell right now, but you've got three guys that look like they're 10 to 15 year starters in the league. I think Scoot Henderson will be a number one pick in most NBA drafts. Um, and then you've got some guys with great potential. The Thompson twins um, could be stars someday if they learn how to shoot. It's hard. It's hard to predict stardom on somebody that biggest weakness in their, their game is a, a 15 foot jump shot and beyond. Um, so, I would say there are, there are some good players, and there's pretty good depth. There's a lot of wings, threes and fours, that, that could drop into the second round, and that would greatly help the Pistons because if you're realistic perimeter shooting, wing defense, um, th- those are, are all weaknesses of this team. They're also not very creative off the dribble. So uh, the, the Pistons could, they could add two key pieces this year. Yeah, what, what do they need? What's the piece between the draft coming up on Thursday night and that first round? And sometimes you get a second round steal like Draymond Green, where I want to talk about him in a moment. But what do they need to make a big jump now that they have Monty Williams? Shooting. Uh, and that's where you, you may you may say, hey, I've got a pretty good idea. I've been reading about Cam Whitmore. Jairus Walker seems like a really good prospect. But in the workouts, Troy Weaver is going to fall in love with somebody, and it may not be so obvious to us who they are. Um, if, if you need shooting, and this Pistons team does a great deal, uh, Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham are, are phenomenal in so many different ways, but they're not shooters, and if you don't have shooting alongside them, nobody's going to leave the paint, and they're going to live with the Pistons shooting perimeter jump shot. Um, there, there are some really good shooters out there. I, I think Jordan Hawkins is a guy from UConn that I love. And I, I think he would be a fantastic guy. Jed Howard, somebody can space the court. And none of these guys are going to be their, um, their answer right away. Um, Taylor Hendricks is a 6'10 kid out of Central Florida. I don't necessarily think power forward is a hugely important position in the NBA, but he's a court spacer and he could help out as well. So I, I would just, I would target shooting and that would be my priority. Tim McCormick for Valley Sports Detroit, talking some Pistons NBA draft on Thursday night. 
And he'll join me on stage with Mo Pete, Greg Kelser. We'll break down the draft 7 p.m. on the Soren Eagle Facebook page. Draft is Thursday night. Uh, you can join us. It's open to the public uh, in Mount Pleasant. Hey, I, it's interesting. I go back and forth for mock drafts and what they're worth, Tim, that some favor Jet Howard over Bufkin. Others will favor Bufkin over Howard. But bo- since the workouts, uh, their stock, at least from what I take from mock drafts, uh, both have risen dramatically. I agree with that. They're both in the top 20, and I'm not surprised by that. Uh, while I thought it would be better for their long-term development to spend one more year in college, I thought that they would both go. And the reason I say that, every team that they go to visit, they're going to shine. They're both extremely articulate. They're, 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 they're able to carry on a conversation. They articulate their thoughts. They have, have great shooting range. And, and everybody in this positionless game wants players that can shoot. Uh, when they get into their individual workouts, nobody's really playing against anybody else. You're just doing, you know, one-on-zero workouts. And, and you know, as an example, Jet Howard is, is maybe the best shooter in the draft. And so if they have him shoot 103 pointers and he makes 70 of them, then that's pretty darn good. And so somebody's going to say, I need that guy. Um, and I, I relate it to Jordan Poole. Played at Michigan, went around, probably came out a little bit too early, but everybody saw his ability to make deep shots, and and his stock rose. I look at Dickinson and coveted by Kansas, a team that you know is number one going into next year or this upcoming season. I look at Buffkin and Jed uh, projected top twenty, as you said, in most mock drafts. So the question is, why didn't that translate to a better year for Michigan basketball? Great question. Great question. I, I think that chemistry destroyed this team. And, and you know, part of it is it's really hard to coach your son. And um, I, I think that I, I once heard that if you coach your son, he better be the best player on the team or the worst player. Because if he's anywhere in the middle, everybody's always looking at minutes and rotation. I think that had something to do with their problems. Um, they had some injury issues. I was surprised that Jet and Kobe did not finish the season. Maybe they knew they were leaving. Um, and I and I also think that offensively, um, having Hunter sitting right in the low post every single possession makes it really challenging for your guards to get to the rim. Um, it, it really takes away a lot of your spacing. And in no way am I saying, gosh, you know, I don't like Hunter Dickinson. He's not a good player. He certainly is. But I, I think that, that next year you're going to see Michigan much more wide open, a lot more driving kick, um, inside-outside basketball. And I think they've got the potential to be much better than this year. Tim McCormick from Valley Sports Detroit, NBA College Hoops Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. How is Michigan going to be this year? Because, you know, still searching for a final roster, heavy losses with Dickinson, Bufkin, and how we're gone, what should the Michigan basketball fan expect? So my, my initial thought is bottom five in the Big Ten. Um, but but they, they also um, they added Kamwa, which I think will make a big difference. He's probably going to be their best player and top scorer. They, they could potentially have four, maybe five guys average double figures, so they'll be more balanced. I just I worry about a team put together so late and how the chemistry is 
and how's the defense and I would imagine that Juwan Howard is really going to enjoy coaching this team. They have another scholarship available, possibly two, but I think one available for sure, and I'd love to see them add a wing shooter, um, somebody that could, could replace the perimeter game of Kobe Buffkin and Jet Howard. So so I, I feel a lot better, and I would bump them up in my prediction if they get another wing that can spread the court. Timmy, looking forward to our conversation uh, on stage and pretty good uh, crew there with Greg Kelser, Mo Pete, Herman Moore, and yourself. And I'll be the host. It will be Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Soaring Eagle Facebook page inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub in Mount Pleasant. It's open to the public, uh, food and drink specials, and we'll watch and preview now the NBA draft together. That will be fun. I look forward to it. And remember, you're the point guard. You've got a pretty good roster there. Make sure that you spread the ball around and you go inside sometime, okay? I will. We got some, you do. We got a good team there. We got Mo Pete. We got Special K. Herman Moore, great athlete, wide receiver, size. Right? Well, what's Herman? About 6'5? So yep. we got you. You're 6'11? Seven foot. Maybe okay, well, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. My bad, Timmy. So we got yeah. the seven footer. We got the big man in the middle. We got Mo Pete out on the wing. Can shoot it inside. Can take it to the rack. If you're not pulling a hundred Dickinson and just standing in the paint, uh, you got to you got to move, Timmy. And then we got uh, Special K. Oh, that that's a pretty yeah. good team. You got me just ball hogging, gunning every three I can, and never giving up the rock. Yeah, I'm worried about the point guard position, but I think we'll be okay. I think you're going to call me Jet Huge. That will be my name where I'm just going to shoot. No one else. Buffkin, you're not touching it. Hunter, no, I'm not giving it to you. You know what? Dad's my my coach. I'm going to shoot 50 times again. (laughs) We're going to sub you out for anybody. Thank you. Yeah, you. uh, uh, Next up, Tim says any fan can step up and take Bill's spot on the crew. All right, looking forward to it. It'll be fun, man. All right, see you. Yeah, we'll see you Thursday night, Tim McCormick. That is, man. But you know what? He had some doubt he threw in there. Don't you ruin it with that heavy hitter lineup. That basically is what he said, right? Don't you blow it, Bill. Tim McCormick, Greg Kelser, Mo Peep, Herman Moore, and myself. And then they're going to have a DJ where I get to talk to the DJ. I'm going, DJ Mike, wiki, 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 boom. Food and drink specials, it's open to the public. 6 p.m. It begins. They're going to have giveaways. So much more going on. Raul, Tanya, the crew, CC, they got it going on Thursday night, 6 p.m. Inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. 7 p.m. live all across the world on the Soren Eagle Facebook page. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. We all know the greatest shortstop in Tigers history is Hall of Famer Alan Trammell, the franchise record holder in so many different categories. But in 19- 
1970, on this date, a different Tigers shortstop set the team and the American League record. Cesar Gutierrez went 7-for-7 seven seven in a 12-inning win at Cleveland over the Indians. That performance still stands as an American League record. Six of Gutierrez's hits that day were singles, including one that tied the game. Gutierrez would play three years in Detroit, helping the Tigers to a pair of second-place finishes and a record-setting day in Cleveland. Have you ever played golf at Tullymore, St. Ives? Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more, and especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at St. Ives and they can accommodate any group whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business, golf, great food and beverages just go to TullymoreGolf.com that's TullymoreGolf.com they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan less than an hour north of GR get more info at TullymoreGolf.com Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Roll on Fridays to win a share of over $8,000 in premium play. Each week in June from 7 to 11 p.m., three lucky players every hour roll the dice for prizes. The rolling champion each night wins $1,000 premium play. Roll on Fridays, only at Imagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. At Mercantile Bank, we understand that different businesses have different needs. That's why our team of business specialists take the time to understand your business, your goals, and your objectives. We provide tailored solutions and innovative products, all delivered locally. So when you're ready to work with a partner who understands your unique business needs, call us. We're here and ready to put the wheels in motion. To learn more, visit us online at MercBank.com business, and let's make dreams a reality. Member FDIC. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Thursday night, 6 p.m., the party begins, the NBA Draft Bash at Soaring Eagle. Herman Moore, Tim McCormick, Greg Kelser, Mo Pete will join me on stage. We'll have a Facebook Live video preview show at 7 p.m. on the Soaring Eagle Facebook page Thursday night. Food, drink specials, betting specials, giveaways, and more. DJ on stage. Uh, join us Thursday night at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Herman Moore, former Lions wide receiver, ambassador for Soren Eagle. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. He'll be a part of it Thursday night uh, with me and the others. How you doing, my friend? I am wonderful. I appreciate you, uh, Bill, always having me. And uh, looking forward to getting together again, buddy. We had a great time. Uh, last time doing the NFL draft and uh, looking forward to doing it again for the NBA. Yeah, some really strong uh, NBA insiders with Tim McCormick uh, from Valley Sports Detroit, also ESPN College Hoops analyst, uh, Special K, Greg Kelser from the Pistons broadcast that he does with King George Blaha, and also Mo Pete uh, will be there, the former Spartan NBA player. So uh, we have guys on stage uh, who know hoops. 
Oh, absolutely. And the only thing I know about him, I, I know I watch the NBA playoffs, and I uh, obviously follow uh, the Pistons as much as I can, and all the Detroit uh, sports, professional sports teams and collegiate teams. Um, but, uh, you know, I try playing basketball. A lot of people don't know this during my um, days at uh, high school and then also in college. I tried to go out for JV when Terry Holland and those guys were there, Brian Stiff, John Crotty. I uh, just couldn't couldn't cut the bill in college, but I enjoyed it. You know, I played against Lonzo the morning and J.R. Reed and those guys when I was in high school. So it was uh, – I have, I've been a avid lover of basketball, and to be there with such an, a, a great group and a very wise uh, panelist is, is amazing, and I'm looking forward to it again at uh, Eagle Casino and Sport. Yeah, and that's what it is uh, Thursday night at Soren Eagle inside the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub. It's just for the basketball fans. It's NBA Draft Watch Party. We'll have our stage set up. Uh, we'll do the preview show at 7 o'clock that people can watch on the Soren Eagle Facebook page that will be live. Then we'll break down uh, the Pistons draft picks currently sitting at number five uh, in the first round and a DJ on stage and just be a great time for everybody uh, to come out. Uh, so that will be Thursday night beginning at 6 p.m. at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Uh, Herman, all, away from uh, basketball, I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Lions draft, looking at the impact on the rookies showing up, the OTAs, uh, the mini camp, uh, the buzz on the Lions continues to get bigger and bigger as we head towards training camp. It does. It continues to increase. Uh, the If you look at just the trajectory of the team and really what has happened with the coaching staff, I, mean, I think many of us we talked about just the, the spark that's been provided, but you can't have a spark unless you have the players. And Brad Holmes and the administrative staff there in the scouting department, they've done a really good job of finding good value players, turning them into bona fide starters, and even some that I think have next-level um, star potential. And by doing that, not only do they save a lot of money on their cap and allows them to be very active in the free agent market, but also aggressive in signing players, uh, but it, it allows them to have a nucleus of young players that have tremendous upside, and it's not so relying on uh, a lot of veterans, a lot of journeymen. Uh, so there's cohesiveness that I think this team will get. And I think that's what we've seen over the last couple of years, and that's why we've seen them really progress and get better. Uh, I, I do look to say, you know, how will this year go? Because I think everyone's looking for the Lions to really – continue and actually have this is a, the most enthusiastic i think i've seen the fan base in quite some time so the expectations are now there it's no longer they're looking at this team as potential and they're saying okay now it's time to go out and produce and i think anything short of a division title or even winning uh, getting in the playoffs is going to be somewhat of a disappointment herman moore former lion also an ambassador for the soren eagle casino and resort uh joining us here on the huge show he'll be with me on stage Thursday night inside the Ascend Sportsbook for our NBA uh, draft party and preview show, which you can watch live at 7 p.m. on the Soren Eagle uh, Facebook page. I did see a story that Jeff Risden uh, shared uh, from the Lions Wire. It wasn't their story. It was another NFL uh, prognosticator saying that the Lions had a bottom 10 receiving core going into this season. Now, you being a former wide receiver, I look at what they picked up via the draft. I know J-Mo's going to miss the first six because of the suspension, but I don't see them as a bottom third wide receiver core. Uh, how do you see it? Well, I wouldn't say uh, – I think that's a reach. Um, 
that is definitely someone doing a little line hating to, to be able to put them that far down. I think they have some spread talent in the receiving unit. Amara St. Brown obviously is a, a very good wide receiver. Uh, I think people consider him more of a possession style, very tough and gritty, um, highly dependable player. Marvin Jones Jr., uh, a veteran that kind of knows the town, but this isn't a system that he's been in, but he provides at least a player you got to pay attention to. And then you start to, to look at J-Mo and, uh, and you know, you're going to be missing him for six games, but you're hoping some other things happen. But uh, this team has the potential to be, I think you got to look at what is their ability to be impactful during the game. It's not about, uh, I don't think you're going to find those, those top pro bowlers, you know, maybe two guys competing for pro bowl spots, uh, year in and year out uh, type deal, but I, I do think you have a team that is capable of, of uh, putting a tremendous amount of damage and pressure on any defensive secondary because they are so good and balanced across the board in the different wide receiver positions. Even when they bring guys off the bench, that you 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 create matchup issues. That's what the NFL is all about. It's about matchup problems, and teams will be faced with that because I, I think these guys are really tough to cover when it's a one-on-one situation. Yeah, we'll see, and I think J-Mo back will help stretch the field, take away some safeties, maybe even a corner with him downfield. So a lot to look forward to as we get closer to the start. And I agree with you, one of the most anticipated seasons ever going back to your days, Herman, with Barry and the crew. Look forward to another big Thursday night with you and, and everybody at Soren Eagle. Safe travels. Uh, likewise. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And inviting everybody to come out and have a great time. Yeah, it will be a good time Thursday night, 6 p.m. NBA draft party begins. I think Dan Watson, new head coach of the Wings, top farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today. All right, take me through the process. Uh, so you're down in Toledo with the Walleye in the ECHL. You guys are going through a nice playoff run. When do you first get that call or interest from Detroit in asking you, do you want to move up and take over the Griffins in Grand Rapids? Well, it was a, it was a lengthy process. Let's put it that way, but it was enjoyable. Um, you know, like you said, going through the playoff run there and then I was expressing interest in the job. Uh, it happened, you know, a few days after everything went down there at the end of the season in Grand Rapids. Uh, and then from there, they were extremely respectful of what we had going on in Toledo. Um, you know, I did meet with them, uh, you know, via a Zoom call and, and uh, was able to present some material uh, regarding hockey and then how we like to play and how I like to play as a coach. Uh, you know, spent some time there. And then, and once we lost out in the conference finals, I was able to get to Detroit, sit down with Steve Eiserman, Sean Horkoff, Chris Draper, and Dan Cleary, and, and really show who I am, what I'm about. And, and, uh, you know, I, from there, it's just conversations on the phone. And, um, again, it was, uh, about a, about a week and a half ago here today that, uh, Sean called and then offered me the job and, um, couldn't be more excited. Dan Watson, new head coach of the Wingstop Farm Affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, joining us uh, here on the Huge Shell across Michigan. 14 years of paying your dues as an assistant coach and a head coach in the ECHL. Uh, what did you learn that you were able to deliver in front of Stevie Y and the executive team with the Wings that you think sold them on making Dan Watson the next head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins? Well, I think the way I go about my business, um, you know, the way we create a, a great environment, a learning environment for our players, uh, a culture that's sustainable, 
It's not just about one or two years of success. It's multiple years of success. Um, you know, I know there's a stat out there about 56 players that came from Toledo, went to Grand Rapids in the six years I was the head coach. I'm really proud of that. Just trying to keep guys moving on and moving up. That's what it's about. And I think, you know, that's the period they're in right now. There's going to be a lot of young players in Grand Rapids who the hope is that in two, three, four, whatever their development process is, they're in Detroit helping them win a Stanley Cup. And so I just think the, the ability to work with young guys, uh, get them to trust each other, get them to play for each other, understand that there's individual goals and team goals, you know, that's, that's I think, what kind of uh, hopefully put me over the edge. ton of talent. Uh, wings, you know, a lot of people are waiting. When are they going to make that next move? You've been there in Toledo. You've seen the process from Toledo to Grand Rapids uh, to the NHL with the Wings. Uh, what's missing from accelerating that? Is it just more experience? Is it better conditioning? Is it uh, a different offseason for the younger players? What would you say is the number one thing you need to address or are addressing right now after taking over in Grand Rapids? There's a lot of young guys with, with limited pro experience. Um, you know, I know in Detroit they're trying to build a core that can stay together. Hopefully some of these young guys who have been a first or second year pro can jump into that core at some point in time here quickly. But again, it's, it's getting these young guys experience, getting them to develop mentally, getting them to develop physically, getting them to become pros every single day, uh, and then understanding what it's going to take uh, to make the big jump to the NHL. Um, and I think that's the first thing that I have to make sure I've got a good grasp on is get to know these kids, uh, get to know where they're at in their development process and make sure that we're continuing the right way with these young guys. You know, when you look at the previous coaches and you see Blash and Ben Simon and now yourself, and there's a lot of connections and similarities between all three of you, uh, what do you see that is similar and what is different from the previous head coaches here in Grand Rapids? Well, I think, you know what, all those guys you just mentioned, they're, they're well-respected around the league. They're very detailed. They're hard workers. Um, obviously, Blash having the ability to win a championship there. Todd Nelson even winning a championship there. He's, he's trying to do it again here with the Game 7 in the American League. And then Ben Simon as well. I mean, one thing I think that separates me is, you know, I've been in one spot for so long. Uh, I can carry that patience a little bit. There's going to have to be some patience with this next wave of players here. Uh, you know, there, there's going to be mistakes on the ice that need to be corrected. It's not going to be a perfect game every single night. Uh, and I understand that and respect that. And so, again, that culture inside the locker room for me is number one. It's extremely important. I believe that if it's, if it's strong in there, uh, it does carry out onto the ice. That's what I'm looking for, number one. And then just the patience of, of making sure that these kids are continuing to develop to be ready for Detroit. Yeah, because you look at culture, you look at youth, which sometimes building culture with youth is really tough because you need those quality veterans off the ice, on the ice. And you use the keyword patience because there can be patience in Toledo or Grand Rapids. But when you look at an NHL franchise, you look at a city name called Hockey Town, even with Stevie Y, sooner or later you have to start making the playoffs and taking the team to the next level, no matter who you are as a GM, no matter who's on the ice in Detroit. Yeah, you do. You know, everybody wants to make playoffs, and and the goal is to make those sooner rather than later. Uh, but you need you need good players. You need people that are involved and and 
trying to do this the right way. And I, I really believe that with all these draft picks that are coming up, uh, you can still win in Grand Rapids with the youth. And I, I do believe that there will be quality veteran guys who can help show them how to do things the right way day in, day out, whether it's at the arena, away from the arena. Those guys are going to be special, and they're going to be a big, big part of what happens here. It might not be this year, but two, three years down the road, these young guys, when they make that leap, they're going to look back and, and be able to thank these veteran guys that showed them how to do the things the right way. And that's the biggest piece is making sure that we get the right guys uh, to show these young guys how to do it. I, I'm excited uh, to work with these older players, uh, the players that have experience, uh, and, and make sure that they're able to share those experiences with their young guys. Dan Watson, new head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins, Wingstop Farm affiliate, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So I know you're probably nowhere close to being settled in West Michigan yet, but as Randy Cleves, the Griffins Media Relations Director, told you how great the Cincinnati Bengals are. <laughs> you know, first question, because I actually live in Cleveland in the offseason. Uh, he asked the first, one of the first questions he asked if I was a Browns fan. <laughs> and uh, growing up in Ontario, I didn't watch the NFL, so I can say I'm, I watch the Browns because they're on TV here in Cleveland, but I'm not an actual super fan, diehard fan. So he, he's, you know, I could see him a sigh of relief came, <laughs> came out of him when he talked about the Cincinnati Bengals. So I do know that about Randy. And one thing I know about you, that Anthony Bellino and the huge show is part of the Michigan Sports Network, and Anthony Bellino is host of X's and Bros, heard weekday mornings in Toledo and across a lot of Michigan, and a partner with the Michigan Sports Network, so he spoke highly of you. Dan, uh, good luck. Welcome uh, to Grand Rapids in West Michigan, and the Wings uh, bumped you up from Toledo, and we'll stay in touch, okay? I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time today. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another True and Blue segment on The Huge Show across Michigan each and every week in association with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We talk to and about some of the great men and women in law enforcement throughout this state and what they're doing on a daily basis. Amazing stories from the Upper Peninsula to Southeast Michigan to right in the heart of Michigan. And now we're going to travel north to Mackinac City. Todd Woods is a chief of police uh, in northern Michigan, in Mackinac City, 26 and a half years uh, with Mackinac City PD, last six and a half years as chief of police, and he's standing by on this True and Blue segment on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome in, Chief. Thanks, Bill. It's truly great to be here. All right, uh, 27 total years in law enforcement. Uh, for you personally, why the commitment to serve and protect? Well, I think it all started when I was younger. Uh, my dad was an officer for about three to four years and uh, kind of got me interested in that. Plus, you know, watching all the old shows between Colombo and T.J. Hooker and all the and ships, of course. And I was always fascinated with law enforcement from that point, and I just found it exciting. Yeah, because I see northern Michigan from growing up in Indian River to starting your career in a summer position with the Gaylord Police Department. I mentioned long time at the Mackinac City PD before becoming chief of police there uh, the last six-plus years. 
Uh, there's a lot of love for serving and protecting on a daily basis. So let's talk about something that no one knows about law enforcement that only police officers or chiefs of police like you would know. What would be at the top of that list? Well, I guess I would start off, I mean, to truly tell someone or, you know, something that they need to know about law enforcement is that we're humans just like everyone else. Um, we have a job to do. Uh, it's it's one of those, it's a career that has been great. It's exciting. Um, and it's a great profession to be in. Um, and I truly enjoyed it. And I still enjoy it. So being on both sides from uh, being a longtime officer for 26 plus years inside the Mackinac City PD building to now chief of police, what, what's been the difference you've noticed and maybe what's been uh, your biggest adjustment going from an officer to chief of police there in Mackinac City? <laughs> well, starting out, you know, you're always on the road. You're handling complaints. You're helping out everybody, helping the community out. And then uh, starting, you know, going from a patrol position to a sergeant's position. Then you, you take that leadership role and you, you, you learn to lead and teach other officers where they need to go, what, what the direction of the department's going into. Um, I had a great chief before me that, you know, taught me as well. And um, I just I, I, I took that all in and, and, and continued to um, teach that to these other officers. And as a sergeant, uh, you're overlooking. You're overlooking the officer to make sure they're doing everything correctly, procedure-wise, and and continuing to uh, be part of the community as well, um, not just as a supervisor and leader, but you're out there talking with the public as well. And then, uh, yeah, six and a half years ago, uh, I was appointed chief of police, and going from a sergeant's position, uh, supervisor's position, to the actual you know chief that overlooks all the officers, including the sergeants and the department as a whole, uh, you take on a lot more responsibilities than a lot of people know because you're not just, you know, responsible for yourself or the, uh, you know, this officer, that officer. You're responsible for everybody, everything that's going on, everything that's going on in the community that to make sure everybody is safe and, um, and just keep that uh, uh, progression going. Todd Woods, Chief of Police, Mackinac City in northern Michigan, joining us on another edition of True and Blue, which is presented each and every week on the Huled Show by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, the one thing that we talked about every segment since we started our partnership back in February with the association, over 4,000 law enforcement openings across the state of Michigan uh, right now, and people can stop by their local police department. And they can uh, Google Michigan State Police, County Sheriff's, and more. Uh, what's it been like in Mackinac City in terms of retaining officers and recruiting new ones for you? Well, just like every other department in the state and probably nationwide, it's tough to get uh, find individuals that want to do the, this profession. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, four years ago, well, previous to four years ago, we had uh, bicycle officers, two uh, bicycle officer positions, uh, and they were only summer positions. Um, and that's in most of the time, we would get a lot of recruits out of academies uh, applying, and uh, um, we would interview them and hire the two best candidates for those positions. And never really had an issue filling those until about four or five years ago, 
And when all these jobs started opening up and there was a lot of full-time jobs, like you said, there's over 4,000, um, it, it was really tough to fill those part-time summer positions. I was unable to fill those two positions uh, for the last two to three years, and uh, or almost four years, and uh, just decided that uh, to uh, went before my council and and got approval to uh, eliminate those two positions and hire another full timer. Um, so we did. We ended up hiring another full time officer and. Um, it's really tough right now for, for recruitment, like every other department. They are, um, everybody's struggling. Nobody wants to do this profession anymore. That's why it's so tough. You know, Todd, I, I in, in this journey with talking to so many chiefs of police and officers and people connected to law enforcement, I go back to February at the annual convention uh, in downtown Grand Rapids. I, I do feel it's changing, and I don't think that's cosmetic. I, I believe it's real that there is this surge of, wait a minute, uh, what what did our country do to the image of being a police officer that it's coming back? That's just me. It's not hope. I, I feel it and I see it. You know what, Bill? I, I agree with you as well. It, you know, it, it's it's been a struggle, but I also see improvement coming. Um, I, <laughs> I'm very proud of you know, representing law enforcement officers, uh, representing my department, and representing the Michigan Association Chiefs of Police. Um, I find this this career is great, and it's a great profession to be in. I encourage anybody, any young kid that's coming out of high school or in college, um, looking to do this profession, but is unsure, maybe they're on the fence 50-50 if they want to do that or not, I encourage them to reach out to their local police department, sheriff's department, state police, township police department. I encourage them to reach out to them, see if they could do a ride along. And that might be something that might you know, change the tides here on these individuals that are kind of uncertain. And uh, if they get a chance to experience, do a ride along with uh, their local police department, um, that might be the turning point to get more kids involved in this great career and a great profession. Todd Woods, Chief of Police, you can hear in his voice his passion not only for uh, his department, but for the people of Mackinac City and northern Michigan. He's joining us on another edition of True and Blue, presented every week on the huge show across Michigan by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Wonderful conversation, Todd. Uh, My best to you and your team there at Mackinac City PD office, and stay safe, my friend. Thanks, Bill, and I, I really appreciate your support and putting this out there, um, and uh, you take care. Yeah, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. All right, there he is, Todd Woods, Chief of Police, Mackinac City PD in northern Michigan, joining us on True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, like I mentioned, uh, the openings numbering over 4,000, contact your local police department, local county sheriffs, Or go to the state website if you're interested in becoming a state trooper. Big. 